KYW Original Podcasts. The Coronavirus Pandemic from KYW In-Depth. Most basketball seasons end with a buzzer because that's how most basketball games end. But this year, of course, a whole lot of programs ended much more abruptly than that. Matt Leon is a sports reporter, anchor, podcast host here at KYW News Radio. Matt is back on KYW in depth with me. Matt, you got to talk to three coaches right here in the Philadelphia area about the moment their season ended. Yeah, I had a chance. Three coaches that I've talked to a lot over the years and have talked to in in a couple of cases in the last week, focusing on their games. Uh, I talked with Tom Shirley, who's the athletic director and the women's basketball coach at Division II Jefferson University. Denise Dillon, who is the head women's basketball coach at Division I Drexel University, and Landry Kosmalski, who is the head men's basketball coach at Division III Swarthmore College. Uh, and I just kind of talked to them all about what it was like when they got the final word, what the reaction was from their teams, how they handled it. And, and I just think it's interesting because it's kind of three snapshots in time. One of the things about basketball specifically the NCAA tournament you know it's that sudden end you know you get into the NCAA tournament at the division one level 67 of 68 teams that had phenomenal seasons that season's going to end with a loss but there's a closure to it and there you kind of close the door you've wrapped the bow in this situation you had these situ- like seasons ended but in such an a different way and I think at a lot of times, and I don't want to put this as tragic because we're dealing with a lot of other things, but in the the, the context of what we're talking about here, it, you know, these seasons ended in a team meeting in a locker room without having played the game. So I just think it's kind of interesting to get a feel for what this was like for some of these teams that were right in the middle of it all. All right, yeah, so I'm, I'm just going to turn the rest of this over to you. Why don't you start with introducing the first coach you talked to? First coach I talked to was Tom Shirley, women's basketball coach at Jefferson University. Now, they were a middling team a month and a half ago. They were an 8-11 and 11 team, and they haven't lost a game since the last week of January. So they end the season winning 12 straight games. At first, they didn't think they were going to do their conference tournament, they ended up winning the conference tournament and they got into the NCAA tournament and they were playing as well as any team in the country. Uh, they had traveled up to, I think it's Garden City, New York already, uh, where they were going to play their first round game against the Delphi on Friday. So I talked with Tom Shirley and we kind of, my first question to him was kind of like, what, what was the timeline? When did this start to, did you start to think that this tournament this basketball situation wasn't going to play out like we're all used to when we got we never really thought about it during the time leading up to the uh the, the coming here during the week of practice and things like that no, no really given much thought and then i think uh yesterday we got to the shoot around and uh, no then it was uh we're going to restrict tickets to six per person on the uh, official sheet so that meant well, like 120 people could come in, and you couldn't stay for the second session or the first session. And you had to stay for only the session your kid was playing. And then, okay, that was fine. And then we went to shoot around at 2 o'clock yesterday, and it was like, you know, everybody's canceled pretty much at the majors. And you could just see the snowball turning into a, 
a boulder going down the hill. And I said to them before we went to shoot around, I said, there's a chance this is going to get canceled. And then we got back here. Jackie Hartzell was actually ready to take the floor for her 5 o'clock shoot around. And it, became out of, it came out officially that we're not playing. What, what was the reaction of the kids? Like you said, you could kind of see the writing on the wall, but once it became real. Well, I think when I was telling them, like, maybe, maybe, they, they were like, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then when I went in, I waited. I saw it on the court at Shooter, and then I went into the locker room, and I said, look, here's the deal. Season's over. And I, don't, I wouldn't say there were any, like, tear balls, but there were, you know, misty eyes and, you know, what happens next. And, and we had also just announced we were going virtual yesterday for classes, so... Now they they also find out that the school wants them off campus, you know. So now it's like you're kicking me off campus, and now I can't finish my season. So I think that was a kind of a double bank to them a little bit. And then they're asking about, you know, what about spring workouts, and you know, what about scholarships for the people on the spring sports? And I'm like, am I losing my basketball scholarship if I don't have, if I don't play in the spring? And you know, all those it, it, those little little details that have to be worked out. But obviously, those answers are no. Uh, but I, I actually think, Matt, they were probably equally upset that they may not spend any more time with their friends, like, you know, in a dormitory setting. Uh, because this is just after tomorrow morning, they have to be out. So that was that was the double bang for us. Has it kind of settled in yet or has it been such a blur and so many things coming at once that uh, it still kind of feels like it, it, it doesn't quite feel real what we're dealing with here? I, I don't think it feels real because I don't think if anybody here feels like it's touching them to the best of their knowledge. I mean, you know, kids are kids. Like uh, people might get this virus, but I'm not going to get it. You know, I think that's kind of their their youthful mindset. But the other side of the coin is that they they kept saying about where well, we had the best weekend ever and we start the season off on a 12 game winning streak. So I'd have to say they looked at the at the positive side of that. You know, and that we and how and how many times in the course of one's career, can they go out a winner? You know, which that was my focus with A and O was like, you, know, you guys are going out winners. And if you look at the 24 automatic qualifiers, you know, you could kind of say, you know, you could tongue in cheek, we share in the championship with 24 other people that are AQs. Now we'll talk with Denise Dillon. Her team had yet to start their conference tournament in the Colonial Athletic Association. They were the top seed. They had had a phenomenal season. Uh, some key seniors, uh, and they will, I will actually, uh, let her tell the story, but I talked to her about how they found out and, uh, just about the whole situation surrounding seeing their season end like this. So kind of take me through when you guys learned the tournament was going to be canceled. Yeah. Well, uh, we got over to the arena, uh, had our usual pregame routine. We were out on the court warming up, and uh, about four minutes left uh, with warm-ups, uh, one of the guys working the game came by and said, Coach, uh, you want to get your team off the court? And, uh, yeah, I was as basic as they made it. And I walked past the officials, I let them know, and then uh, got the team into the locker room uh, from there. Did this hit you cold, or were you starting to get a feel in the morning that you know things might be trending in a different direction than you're used to? Yeah, well, we, the night before we had a call uh, with the CAA, and there was a lot of talk. So uh, it seemed they wanted to 
continue uh, with the tournament, of course, uh, as much as possible, whatever they could do to make it happen. Uh, but just with uh, seeing other uh, leagues making some decisions, uh, I felt that once we got to the game, I thought, okay, maybe, you know, they will uh, get through the day. But I didn't think we would make it the full tournament. So, you know, it wasn't a shock. It's just I think when it did happen uh, with so little time left before the game, I was a little surprised by that. So what was the conversation with the team going along here like do you feel like they were aware that this could the plug plug could be pulled at any time or how did they handle it yeah uh again they we didn't talk about it uh with the team but they're more than aware of what was happening you know all the other events i think once the nba uh made the move of um postponing the season uh cancel whatever you want to call it they they knew it was a high probability it would have to happen for us. Uh, but it, you know, it was an emotional uh, state. You, you're out there, they're ready to go. Uh, say like Bailey Greenberg, um, always leading the way. She just, uh, she was ready, you know, she was ready for this tournament and the team, I said, Aubrey Brown, nobody likes to be on the floor more than Aubrey Brown. So it was just emotional to know that that was it. Uh, and we weren't aware of the NCAA hadn't, uh, called it at that point but uh you knew that was uh the next conversation we we're going to have to have with the the team but as we say you always have to you see the bigger picture the importance of why uh this is happening uh you certainly get that so uh you know we ended with a on a lighter note of saying like okay well bad news we're finished playing our season's over but good news you know we we did win the regular season so we finished uh last saturday with a win on our home court so it was uh, a chance for us to celebrate you mentioned your seniors have they processed everything that it's over i mean i would imagine it's a lot of emotions but there's also got to be kind of this surreal feeling do you feel like it's kind of clicked with them oh yeah i last night we uh all went to dinner we had um family and friends there with us so it gave us the chance to really just uh reflect on their careers on the season uh that we had uh yeah with four of them and Anna Ferraru and Nikki Metzel we said Bailey Greenberg and Aubrey Brown um it's you you know your senior year that uh it goes fast like the the games do I'll go quickly, but I think when it actually ends, uh, the reality of how quick uh, your your four years, in Aubrey's case, five years, uh, really slide by. And with two of them, and Aubrey and Bailey, I mean, Aubrey said uh, she's in grad school, so basically everything's online anyhow. And uh, Bailey's doing a co-op uh, this this spring. She's on the co-op cycle, so it's not even like they're here on campus. Again, a lot of schools are making changes with that as well. Closing schools are extending spring breaks, but um, they they wouldn't really be around anyhow. So it, it really it's amazing how final things have you know come to an end, how quickly. And any idea what the next couple of weeks are going to look like for you? Because this is really kind of uncharted territory. Right. Yeah, well, we, we do have a call uh, this afternoon with um, – our athletic director, all the head coaches. So I think we're going to learn a little bit more about what the university is doing. We finish up our winter term uh, next week. We have 
uh, final. So uh, all of them are online, so they're not doing anything in the classroom. So I think we'll learn uh, what Trexel plans on doing uh, after spring break. So we'll information coming to us soon. And the final coach I talked to was Landry Kosmolski, a head men's basketball coach at Swarthmore College. They went to the national championship game in Division Three last year. They were a win away from winning it all. They spent this entire season ranked number one in the country. The only game they lost, they lost their conference tournament championship game on a buzzer beater. The only loss they had. They were a prohibitive, one of the prohibitive favorites to win the Division Three tournament, which had actually started a week ago. Division Three starts earlier. So they were getting ready for the Sweet 16 of the Division Three tournament, and they were going to be at home uh, taking on a school, Whitworth, uh, on Saturday. And I talked to him about kind of the same things, like when do you start to get the feeling that this thing's not going to go as as you're used to. Some of his responses kind of uh, are interesting because you could tell he gets it and his kids, I think, as as disappointed as they were, they they get it as well. And that was kind of a, a theme with all the coaches that, you know, this thing, while it unfolded so quickly, there's disappointment, but they kind of understood it was for the greater good. So I had a chance to talk with Landry Kosmolski. So I guess my first question is, you know, we're not even 24 hours from the the plug being pulled. I mean, does it seem real or is it it's still surreal? You're still kind of working through this? Uh, I mean, it's a lot to process, obviously. Yes, it, it seems real. I mean, albeit abrupt for, you know, our players and coaches. I'm sure everyone around the country feels the same way, but... Um, while we were disappointed, like everyone was, I, we talked a lot about, you know, what we can do going forward because it's a very serious issue for our country, uh, you know, a bit of a humanitarian crisis. And we have to um, make sure we have that healthy perspective and, and handle it the right way and do what we can to help. When did you first get the feeling like the tournament wasn't going to go as it usually would go, not necessarily when you got the official word that it was canceled, but when did you start to think uh, this might not be happening like we think it is? Uh, I, I'm probably the same as everyone. It was probably Thursday where you started to, you know, they started saying no fans, a lot of the bigger tournaments, but then everything just escalated so quickly. You know, I wake up Friday morning, yesterday morning, and, you know, hear that our opponent Whitworth had some um, students tested for it, and we still don't know. You know, they they have corona, the coronavirus or not, but you know they're tested for it. It becomes very serious then for us. And um, you know, do we do we want to uh, have that team on campus? With again, probably their student athletes don't have it, but you start thinking in terms of the bigger picture very quickly. Um, and so, you know, we were kind of in talks about what to do. And then, it, and then, you know, pretty early in the morning, I mean, it became evident that um, there was a little domino effect going on. And I, you kind of felt like it was um, out of our hands. And we were going to let the, the leaders make the, the right decisions for the, um, for, for the greater good, which I think they did. What, uh, what were you doing when you got the official word that it was over? Well, we had spoken to our team and said we weren't going to play on Saturday. We knew that. And then um, – I ran home, I just you know, knowing something was coming. We had a had an inkling something was going to be out around four o'clock, and um, you know I was home and I actually 
embarrassing as it is. I was doing some dishes and my phone started blowing up and, you know, just kind of stopped what I was doing, came back over. Our guys were, were still here in the locker room and we talked to them about it, um, you know, about being the end of the season. It's the same kind of meeting you would have if you lost the last game of the season like we all have. It's just, um, you know, the, obviously this is a different type of ending, but the ending when you're with a group that you really care about is always the same. And so that was emotional and, and challenging, but um, but also, you know, I think, healthy closure that we all need at the end of the season. You talked about, I talked to the players, you have seniors, you had a couple of seniors who were so huge to your success, and you had a group that, you know, had a chance to win a national championship. Uh, how do you process all that, and how did the seniors handle, like, that their season came to an end like that? Um, they handled it like uh, like the champions they are. You know, I mean, it was, again, I think there was more sadness on their part um, that they weren't going to be around their teammates and coaches anymore. Um, I think they felt that more acutely than they did any unfairness at how it ended. Um, you know, it would have been nice to play for a national championship if we had had that opportunity. But, you know, at the end of the day, they were, um, you, know, you know, sad and disappointed, but then pretty quickly – you know, saw the bigger picture and realized this is a um, something bigger than them and bigger than our team. And um, so I, I think our, our team in general had a really healthy perspective. And I think our seniors, Zach and Nate, um, you know, again, just had the sadness of not being with their brothers anymore. That was the, the, the most um, obvious emotion in the room. So what are the next uh, couple weeks going to be like for you, you think? I think it's a question of what it's going to be like for all of us. I think um, we're going to have to take some pretty um, drastic steps to stop the spread of the virus. I think we're all going to have to sacrifice uh, doing what we usually do or what's convenient for us and make sure that we're um, making the right decisions so that we don't affect people around us, people in our community. I mean, God forbid our families. So I think that we all just have a um, responsibility to um, follow whatever guidelines are in place to make sure we're we're slowing and stopping the spread. So Matt, you you got to talk with three coaches from three different divisions, uh, very different programs. Is, is there sort of one thing that that they all have in common besides for how their their seasons ended? Is there something that you were able to draw from those those conversations? I think they all. This is such an extraordinary circumstance it's hard to kind of still get your head around what they were dealing with. Like, and I'm going to be interested. I'm going to probably reach out and touch base with a lot of these coaches and a lot of other ones in the next couple of weeks to just kind of find out what life's like. Cause like recruiting's been suspended. Obviously the seasons are over the kids, just about every case. I think once they get back, cause some of the teams were still traveling back, you know, they're going to scatter and, and go home to remote learning and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting to see how these coaches kind of deal with, I mean, everything's kind of frozen in time. I think it, talking to all three, you can tell why they're successful coaches. Even Keel understand the bigger picture, and I think that stuck out to me. But uh, like I keep coming back, this is uncharted territory. It's going to be something to see how this plays out uh, over the next few weeks. We'll get back to normal, but... Before that happens, it's it's going to be something. Matt, thank you very much for bringing those conversations to the podcast. And uh, you've had you've also talked with all three of those coaches 
on your own on your podcast. Can you? Why don't you take the opportunity and do a little plug for that? Shameless plug, regardless of the circumstances. Yeah, one on one with Matt Leon, uh, Denise Dillon, Landry Kosmolski, Tom Shirley have all been guests. A uh, good chance we're going to have a little hiatus coming up here for obvious <laughs> reasons. Uh, but uh, especially in this vacuum with no sports, uh, I encourage you to go find uh, find the library. Find some great conversations. Scott Fransky, Ray Didinger, just to name a couple in addition to the coaches we mentioned earlier. Uh, it might be something you find that that kind of helps fill the void here as we're all dealing with uh, the lack of sports here. Thanks for coming back to Carry to Be in Depth, Matt. Appreciate it. My pleasure. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. I'm Tom Rickard. We'll be back with another episode soon. 